This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I'm your host, David Sell. We have your other host for every Thursday, Joe Jitsu Fucking Kawa. Hello, everybody. How is everybody's week? How are all of you doing? Today we are going to, you know, we we started uh, taking in requests about personal issues because I found out this is what people like a lot and it opens up a lot of great conversation. Uh, sometimes the podcast will be random, but sometimes they'll be about very, very specific subjects. So today we are going to go through... Uh, a lot of Patreon people had their stuff already answered, so we're going to go into the emails and kind of address... Um, personal issues that you guys have that you guys want us to talk about. Once again, this is not really per se advice. These are just like suggestions and thoughts. And then um, kind of want to hear in the comments below if you guys are all watching on YouTube about your two cents about the situation to see what you guys can add to the conversation because Thank you. that is very, very fucking important. I like going into the comments section and arguing with the fans. It's perfect. <laughs> I just did that today. It was pretty fun. It is the best. Yep. Let's go argue, guys. Here we go. First one. Uh, this person wants to be kept anonymous. Oh, so even will, better. We will keep this person anonymous for sure. We will okay. call her. Um, we'll call her Jenna. That's not her name. Mm. Jenna. Okay. Gargles. Huh. Jenna Gargles. So Jenna says, this <laughs> Jenna Gargles, uh, this question is about a tough subject that I need help with. Uh, I tried counseling, but it hasn't worked. Either the counselor wasn't right for me or I haven't been in the right mindset at um at meeting them. If possible, can I please stay anonymous? Of course. On April 6, 2019, I was, wow, this one's pretty deep. Uh, she was uh, sexually assaulted and raped. Damn, man. You know, it's, I mean, before we even go too, like, do too deep into That's this shit. That's just going to make me sad. I'll tell you this, though. I know it's amazing how many female, well, female's a little derogatory. Let's say how many women I know that have gone through this type of shit, like, at an early age. It's fucking unbelievable real oh yeah like i was surprised that some of my uh friends i never would have thought yeah it's so molested it's fucking crazy and it's you know like i'm not sure what age we'll, we'll figure out in this though but um like it, it happened to a lot of my friends at a very young age and it's just like the, them when they're the at the most helpless stage in their life um and 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 it's like what the fuck like what do you do and it starts to manifest in these negative things when they as an adult I don't want to be insensitive, but me and my friends molested each other. All right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like, it's different when you touch each other. What the fuck did you guys do? We, after, I remember one time after we were in a pool, <laughs> me and my friend, we were told to uh, change. And then um, he, 
he stuck out his dick and he started walking over and then I grabbed my dick and I started walking to him and we said, Sorfi and then we started making shing <laughs> shing shing like we made those noises and that's we, like that's yeah. so funny. That's like the I don't know if we call that molestation, but that's for sure like kids are like, This is a dick, you got a dick, let's play dicks. But then the 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 tip rubbing felt good though, so we just kept going on. <laughs> that's your first gay experience, and you didn't even fucking know, dude. You oh, just yeah, like this just feels gay. great. That's just pretty. That's just pretty gay. <laughs> hey, hey, that's pretty gay. Yeah, but like we were, it's like Bobby Lee and like his, and his six or something. It's like Bobby Lee and fucking sucking dick with it, sucking his best friend's dick oh, at a young my age. God, that but it is... turned out that his friend was gay though. Oh, and so, so he asked him for it. I feel like he was tricked into sucking his dick. Yeah, because I don't think. It happened the other way around. I think he just got his dick sucked oh. and he was tricked. Oh my God. That's just so funny. It's like, oh, well, how old were you when you got yeah. to play sword fight? Like six or something. Damn, I can't remember doing anything with my dick that made me feel good at that age. Really? Mm-mm. I like, would fucking do all kinds of shit. <laughs> my neighbor, she, um, she was, she's so crazy. She had this thing where she always had to see somebody's dick. What? So we would all show her our dick. Like, how old is she? She was around our oh, age. Oh, okay, your same age. I was but like, we I were like it. eight or nine, though, at that time. We were older, oh, and she shit. just wanted to see like everyone's dick. And then she had this little kind of like playhouse thing. And then um, she would ask us if she could see it, and then we would pull it out. What the fuck? But like, she wouldn't touch it or anything. She just wanted to see. It's it. like childhood curiosity. It's like it's different. It's not mine. <laughs> I guess so. That's so weird. I wonder at what age where it's like. That's a little odd because I feel like if little kids did that shit, it's just kind of like, oh, you don't have what I have. But we were turned on, but I didn't know that was being turned on. Like Damn. I was just like, you guys yeah. developed sexually a lot faster than I did though, because I don't. I True. Think, I feel like when I was maybe I, mm, I don't know what age it was though exactly, so it's hard to say. But I don't remember being like turned on per se. Like I can't remember that shit. I just remember yeah. just trying to survive, like just fucking, just play out in the sun all day. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Maybe that's why you're insane, dude. You're molested. <laughs> Me? Well, I don't know. Well, there was an older girl, too, um, that took piano lessons from my dad. And, oh, this is a crazy story because her mom and my dad had an affair. Oh, shit. But I had an affair with her, too. Well, it wasn't a fair, but so like her mom and her would play, uh, would take singing lessons and piano lessons from my dad. So he'd bring me over to go come play with her. And then, um, so she, she pulled me in the closet and then asked me if I want to touch her boobs. And I was like, sure. And I was, I was under 10 or something. I was really young. How old is she? She was a couple years older than me. So she had boobs already. Oh shit. So, so she let me play with their boobs. So I don't know. I guess I got molested. I don't know. But then I liked it. I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but I didn't. I don't know, man. Like she, it was exploring and shit. And then like she's young too, though. As it, I think twelve and ten <laughs> mentally, it's pretty similar, right? Or am yeah, I wrong? but but it was like super steamy and shit. And then like her mom was like, "Oh, uh, where are you?" And then like I was like, "Oh, we're hiding in the closet." And then we're giggling. And then we came out. Mm. And then like I was like, "Fuck." I don't know if they they caught us or whatever, but it was another time where I learned that from that girl and I was playing with another girl that was having a piano lesson at our house and then I had a fort and we were playing fort and then so I asked her if I can rub her boobies. She didn't even have boobies. She just had nipples because we were so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like I would, she would let me, but then somehow we, our clothes started coming off and then 
it was like my dad was like where are you guys and then we're like we're hiding and then um we're like trying to put our clothes on and then like we got in such fucking deep shit because my dad opened up the blanket shit and we're like two fucking kids like pretty much half fucking naked not knowing what we're doing um i didn't know about sex back then you know that's so weird because i feel like as a parent it's shocking but i feel like getting like kind of chastising your kid for that instead of being like hey let me take you aside like yeah because we're like fuck i don't know like anywhere from like six to that's hell nine that's that's like prepubescent age yeah and and i didn't know anything about sex dude i just knew that it like felt good to like hug them and whatever and so um and the girls too were like that's at the same age but I'm like, was it mutual? Pretty much. Damn, I don't remember anything like that when I was younger, man. Like, I feel like when I was a kid, that's the last thing I gave a fuck about, man. Like, it was so weird. Maybe I'm just, I just blank. But then again, too, like, I, I, I've i talked to my cousin and he remembers stories about me that I don't remember at all. I think I've deleted a lot of shit out of my head. Oh, really? So there's a story that he, <laughs> there's two, a couple of stories that I was kind of shocked at. Apparently, I, I had this thing with stabbing people when I was younger, which I don't remember at all. Just fucking, you're a slasher? Because obviously you guys heard of the time when I stabbed that kid in third grade. That was another story. But there was another time, too, where in our neighborhood, and I'm telling this story to my cousin. I was like, yo, remember when we used to live back in the duplexes, right? It's, it's this area in Sacramento called Tem Woods. It was kind of hood back in the day. I'm not sure if it still is, but uh, Tem Woods is just a whole area of just a whole neighborhood full of duplexes. Oh. And one street, there was a bunch of Samoan bloods that were there. And there was like some other fucking like bloods that lived on another side of the block. And there was another block over that had like, I think it was like Crips or some shit like that. It was oh, a very dangerous. dangerous, weird place. Yeah. So in that Tem Woods area, uh, <laughs> at the time, like there was a couple of kids I remember that we didn't fucking like, right? And so we would always like scrap or fight. And we're super young, by the way. I'm probably whatever, eight or nine years old. But we got into this huge fucking scuffle where everybody was fucking fighting. And there was <laughs> there's a moment where I'm talking to him and I go, hey, man, like remember that time that we got into that huge fight with the neighborhood kids and that one kid brought out that fucking knife and it scared us and we all ran away. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, who the fuck was that kid? He goes, are you fucking kidding right now? I'm like, what's up? He goes, that was you, bro. <laughs> He was you had like, an out-of-body experience of your own story. I was like, what? What do you mean? He goes, that wasn't me. He goes, dog, I clearly remember <laughs> it was you. You're the one who got the fucking knife. And when you fucking ran into the house and brought out the kitchen knife, you look pissed and everybody froze. They freaked the fuck out and everybody jetted. I was like, no, that wasn't me. He goes, that was fucking you. I know it was you. Like, I don't know that sinner. Yeah. I was like, did I delete that shit out of my... That's so funny. It was someone else. And I was telling the story. Wow. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't remember that shit at all. But he sounds so convincing. I was like, to be honest with you, because I can't recollect who that person is, it has to be true. It has to be Mandela effect. Or some, <laughs> some weird shit. And there was another time he told me, I was like, yeah, remember you got really mad at me and you tried to stab me at our grandma's house? I was like, why what? am I stabbing people so much? What the Damn. fuck is going on? He goes, you literally had, it wasn't, I'm not sure if it was a knife. He goes, it was something sharp and you were trying to stab me with it. And I literally grabbed your hand and I was pulling your hand up like a fucking movie scene. Yeah. But I don't remember these wow. things at all. And I delete, he goes, after you were done with it, you kind of tossed it away. And then we kind of laughed about it. And we moved on. We do a lot of crazy shit when we're kids. I don't remember this shit. Damn. Because you remember your stuff so specifically, but apparently I was on a stabbing spree oh. in my elementary school days. And I don't remember this shit. There's things that I don't remember too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird when somebody tells me about it. And I, because usually when somebody mentions a story, I can recollect it slowly. Yeah. This one, I actually told a story where I remembered it, but I wasn't the one stabbing somebody. Yeah. Because my brother and my mom told me that I was abused by my grandma, like um, beat 
and like she would take out her anger on me. I don't remember any of that stuff, dude. Really? I just remember her as the one that took care of me mm -hmm. and that was always around and my mom wasn't around. So I have really great memories. And they're like, man, they're like, we'll be coming home and she's riding you like a fucking horse and smacking you. <laughs> Why is like, she fucking riding you like a horse? I guess she was on top of me so I don't move or whatever. That's Because she was using her oh, body yeah, to, yeah, to keep you down and yeah. then fucking whooping your ass like this. Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, and I'm all like, I don't remember any of that shit. That's fucking So I re crazy. repressed all that abuse, I guess. Damn, you repressed abuse. I repressed fucking evil doings that I did. So I'm like, man, I was a fucking angel. Well, yeah. well going back to this, um, she says- April, Talking about trauma. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back to this and help help this young uh, lady out. April 6, 2019, I was sexually assaulted and raped. I'm so sorry to hear that, by the way. Um, my friend saved me and took me to a hospital. Fuck. Uh, and I ran away to her house for a month so I wouldn't have to see my family. I felt ashamed and guilty that it was my fault for going uh, with my sister to that party. Ooh, baby girl, self-blame. It's not your fault. Um, Wait, so she got she, she got raped at, at a party at that, a party that she went to with her sister. Um, and then oh, thank God she went to a hospital immediately. Yes. So I hope that they caught the person or what's going on. We'll see. She okay. says I hated my sister even though she didn't do anything for taking me there, and I hate myself for blaming her. Then, after a month, I came home came home to finish and graduated school. Three days after graduating, I went out of state, running away again, but with only my mom knowing I was leaving. It helped somewhat, knowing I was far away from him. I came back, got a job with the elderly, and luckily no male employees. Every day I think about it. Some days I can cry and others I can't. Can't sleep, can't listen to articles or news anymore about trauma. I just void out, void it out. And I get trapped in that memory. My question for you uh, is that, can I ever move on? Did this ever happen? Did this happen for a reason? Am I putting too much pressure on my mom for being my only help in this? My brothers and sisters kind of know by the police coming to the house, but not by me. Um, the one sister I did tell didn't care and doesn't understand what it means for this to happen to you. She's the, she's the one from the party. Am I a bad person for reaching out to you for advice, no matter how public this is? Am I weak for not being able to go to court and take justice? Is it my fault? Uh, sorry if this is long. I wanted to give some detail, just not too much. I really do value and the JK crew. You guys saved me when I had a panic attacks depressed and when I overdosed on pills. And it literally saved my life. Your jokes and knowledge mean a lot to your followers. Please stay um, and never change for anyone. This took me over an hour to write so I could see through the blurry eyes and blanking out. Have a good day. Um, number one, do never, ever, ever blame yourself for that type of shit that happens to you. That shit was yeah. not your fault. Uh, it, it's 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 sad that the people who are supp supposed to support you, that are supposed to be your rock, like your family, um, they're not there for you, which mm -hmm. is so difficult, right? Especially because your sister. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to blame your sister for taking you to that situation. Probably the situation was very fucking dumb of her to do that shit. Yeah. Right. But. At the end of the day, the person to be blamed is not you. It is not your fault for the reason that those things happen. Um, that thing, and who would have? I mean, it was a party. I would have never guessed that that would have happened at a party, depending on what the party is. Well, most rapes happen from familiar, yeah, not, from a familiar, not person. violent rape or like stranger rape. Yeah. Most happen one degree of se separation. It's usually someone close. And you were there with your family members, so why would you think anything bad was right. going to happen to you? So I think you did take some good steps. Yeah. And you felt like you were protected and it didn't happen. So the fact that you're sitting there and you're blaming yourself for something that was completely out of your control uh, sucks because it's not your fault. Like, And on top of that, you can't control the actions of an uh, evil person. So it's like a lot of people that go through robbery, mm -hmm. a lot of people that go through um, violent attacks or whatever. 
they always go, oh, there's something I could have done. What if I just didn't go out that night? What if mm -hmm. I should have, I should have not partied. I should have not, you know, I should have been more careful. I should have looked, not drank so much. I wouldn't have been robbed. I would have been like attacked. You can't control the actions of an evil person. Yes, you could have been more aware or whatever, but at the end of the day, you shouldn't blame yourself for the actions of an evil person. Yeah, like why does this person get to walk away happy for what they did to you and you're the one wallowing in self-defeat? Why yeah. did they get to have that victory over you? They, they do not get to have that. That's not, that's not something that they get to keep. What I do not understand, though, is when people don't um, press charges or take action because... Maybe because in specific Scary. cases of rape, it's different mm -hmm. versus the way I look at it is I, maybe I'm being a little too logical. But if I owned a store and someone robbed it, I would like justice. I would like people mm -hmm. to come in and it's a crime, right? I want I want them to be punished for their crime. Yeah. Any crime. Right. So um, even, you know, I don't know, like like stealing. Like it's 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 not that big of a deal, but I think they should still get punished for what they did. Yeah. We need justice. Yeah. So when I, I you know I can't really speak for other people, but I'd like to understand maybe people that understand they can write in the comments below and I can read this why people do not take the 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 necessary steps to report. To press charges obviously she had the police come over why didn't she do it well it seems like from her from what she's saying is because a big well not what she's saying specifically but it seems like because she puts blame on herself so who is she really going to turn in when she feels like she's the one yeah. at fault so it's hard to kind of break down that mental barrier after something that traumatic and she's turning somebody in but if her if the conversation in her head is that well, it's my fault i went anyways who's she really turning in that's true because there are cases when People do get raped and they don't speak up mm -hmm. because they didn't say no. Yeah. And so technically it's not considered a rape mm -hmm. in the way the justice system sees it. Because if you're, I'm talking about technicalities, right? So like, let's say she went to the party and I'm just painting this picture mm -hmm. and she's drunk or whatever. She didn't really want it. And then, you know, Maybe she 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 was in it out of consciousness, but no one can prove what really happened. And then they had sex. And so the whole time the guy was like, oh, she was flirting with me. And then we actually got in his own experience. He wasn't making a violent rape attempt. Yeah. The whole time the girl really wanted to say no, but she was so petrified that she never got to speak her mind. Yeah. Technically. That isn't a rape. But in her experience, it is a rape mm. because she never fucking wanted it, but she didn't have the courage to do it, yeah. to, 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 to refuse to say no, to go against or speak up. So there are a lot of cases like this where, you know, um, at the end of the day, her experiences, she got raped. Yeah. Even though the judicial system might not think that. So it's kind of scary to see like what if if I bring this up in 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 court cases of the would they believe me? Yeah, and then they yeah. just they have to relive that experience again. It's like fuck, man. Yeah. And that's it's hard too cuz I don't know the like like the efficacy of like the judicial system when it comes to a to a woman being raped, like I I don't know because what what right. we hear a lot and the reason why I'm I'm being very cautious about saying this is not because I'm scared it's just more like I don't want to say a stat that, that I don't even know exists because I haven't really seen it for myself, which is um, a lot of women who report that they are being raped that it just gets dismissed. 
Well, there that is a that is a that is a problem. It seems like yeah. because they'll be like, yeah, like things like this happen, and they're like discouraged to report because they don't think that they'll be believed anyway. And then also, the way that they have to go by it, like procedure wise, it is so fucking traumatic. So like. This might be graphic for some people, but what ends up happening is immediately after a rape case happens, right? They have to go to the hospital. They can't fucking clean their shit. You're disgusted. You have fucking the the perpetrator's fucking juices all over your goddamn body. Yeah. You can't wash yourself. You can't, you know, you got to report it. You get probed. You got, you got to get tested. You get all these, like, you're basically a, a piece of evidence. Yeah. While you're going through this fucking traumatic experience, then you have to immediately speak to an investigator and re live. You know, yeah, yeah, relive the trauma. It's tough for a lot of people to just go through that, right? But there's a difference between, you know, what someone can withstand emotionally and what needs to happen to get justice. Here's the hard part too, because you you're asking like if you should just void it out. Um like I said, I, I don't I don't want to speak out of turn because I haven't been through this, but I have talked to quite a handful of women who have gone through this and voiding out trauma like this from this is from their advice, right? Not mine. This is from women uh, who have gone through this. It's it that type of stuff. They said it creeped out when they were adults later on. So because they didn't address what was happening mm. now, though, it's very hard for you to deal with it. I don't know how you should go about this, but hearing from other women who I believe are very strong women now, um, when they chose to kind of ignore it when they were younger and they saw it just kind of bubble up when they're adults, they wish they would have addressed it a lot earlier because yeah. it's, it's that kind of stuff brews. And it's not just from these type of experiences, any type of negative experience like this, not, not that we're equating anything else like that. Actually, I'm not going to either way. It's, it's just that kind of stuff just starts to stew and boil and it becomes worse and worse and worse. And it sucks that counseling and therapy didn't work for you as of right now. But, you know, therapy, like I say, is like finding a church, you, you know, you just got to yeah. you got to find one that really listens to you and kind of understands you and gets you there. I don't think that you should stop because I think voiding and kind of staying away from the problem is is like the first it's like the first step to kind of like help you get your bearings about. But then you do have to address it eventually, whether you whether you de- address it and deal with it when you're an adult later on or you do it right now. I think there's hope, though, because I've dated three women who have been. um I guess raped or yeah. whatever you call it. Um, and, and I, uh, two of them have a pot. I, I don't want to say positive outlook, but they've, they're sort like they've, they've overcame it. Yeah. It's possible to overcome it. Yes. Yeah. And then one of them was still traumatized by it. So the one that was traumatized by it, she, um, she basically got raped by her ex-boyfriend. Jesus. So after they were together, uh, they basically, we're at a party and it was pretty brutal because he did it in front of his friends. So he literally like damn boned her in front of, yeah, it was really bad. So for her, I think it's just such a graphic and weird kind of situation that it was really difficult. And I tried my best to help her through that trauma. But at the end of the day, it's up to the individual to, to have the strength and be able to deal with that. Right. The other two girls, very similar stories, always at some kind of like party or drunk event or whatever. But um, one was drugged. So she didn't experience it until the fact that like she After gained, him, yeah. well, she gained consciousness um, like when she was 
pretty much in the process in and out of consciousness and then she became sober and she was like what the fuck right yeah. and but she did the best that she could to report it do whatever she could she's vengeful so she made that li- guy's life hell mm-hmm. and he didn't retaliate or anything like that the other girl um same situation party but Damn. yeah just people I mean, guys there are fucking loser guys out there that would just get girls fucked up on all kinds of shit just so they could get laid and i'm like dude why do you want to fucking fuck a sleeping corpse you know it's pretty fucking weird but um similar situation she didn't get drugged but obviously she was like drunk and she kept refusing and refusing and refusing and then the guy got his feelings hurt and he took it anyway and she was like look like and it, and it sucked too because she was like i would have gave it to him if we were in different circumstances but i just met the dude and she's like he got his ego hurt and then he just went for it even though i was telling him no and then she was like that was fucking traumatic so two out of three the two girls actually went to therapy i think that helped out a lot the third girl that didn't get over it she didn't go through therapy she just tried to deal with it on her own all this stuff but the other two girls they went through therapy um it's been over five plus years when that incident happened but they both weren't traumatized in a sense where it was affecting their view of men and their dating and any of any of that stuff yeah but because i have those experiences i can say yeah they were pretty mentally healthy like and I'm not talking about surface, like they've accepted, they can talk about every detail without, without feeling, you know, like flashbacks. And no, no, they were yeah. able to just like, we could talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really beautiful that I looked at them like, damn, y'all are strong women. Like that is fucking crazy. Like, I don't know if that happened to me. I've never felt that helpless to the point where I was violated like that. Like I've been robbed, I've been jumped, I've been beat, but yeah. I don't think having somebody fuck me yeah. is a totally different experience. I think because how she was explaining how she feels, it's like, I mean, she said that she even overdosed on pills and it caused her to spiral into depression. And it's it's weird because right now there there isn't something where you feel like you could grasp onto that you're in control of right now. Like you, you feel like you're not in control of your emotions. You weren't in control of your body. You couldn't, you couldn't control anything in your life. And even the people that are around you that were supposed to be somebody that was solid, you know, they, they can't even empathize with your situation, which very much sucks. But you know, from what Joe is saying and from the people that I've known that have gone through similar situations like this, like you, you can, you can get better from this. And that's the hard part, right? The hard part is truly believing that there, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Mm-hmm. And it starts with you believing that you can. Yeah. And it sounds so fucking corny, yeah. especially from two fucking dudes that don't know what it's like to go through this. But I can only say it from the perspective of the women around me who have. And they have learned to not only just deal with it, but to take that situation and say, this is what fucking happened. It's not my fucking fault at all, completely whatsoever. And then- you know, they took the initiative to go to therapy and figure that out for themselves. Yeah. It's a very difficult thing to do. Like, I mean, what what else can I say besides that? You know? Well, maybe some coping mechanisms will help because I, whenever I feel like a victim and I want to rise up from it, I channel my anger and aggression because like for me to, to, to not feel like someone that's being beat up, I need to fight back. Um, and the way I do that is I don't make it about me anymore. I say, 
for everyone out there that's getting beat down like me, I have to fight my enemies. Mm. So, for example, let's say, um, you know, back in the day, I was hyper aggressive toward anyone that said anything racist because in my mind, I was like, well, guess what, motherfucker? You met the wrong fucking Asian today because <laughs> now I got to do it. Yeah. Now I got to. Dude, now I got to break this fool's arm or whatever mm -hmm. because I'm doing it for every fucking Asian geek that got picked on yeah. or whatever. Um, it doesn't – that's a toxic way to do it, but now I would approach it as an adult way differently. Mm -hmm. Now I would go, okay, I want to empower a lot of males out there that might be getting picked on by stronger males mm -hmm. by teaching them, hey – you can learn martial arts. You can change your body. You can become stronger. You can change physically and and then you can protect other people. And when you do that, it turns into a positive thing. So in your case, hey, there's a lot of women out there that went through or is going through what you're doing. Yeah. Log your experience. Learn how to speak publicly about it. Let it become something that empowers you. Let it be a way for you to connect with other people, men and women, who have been a victim of rape. Make them feel like, hey, you are someone that they can rely on and talk to. So when you set forth a mission of giving and protecting and helping those that went through what you did, it may it no longer becomes about you. Now you have a mission and now you have a support group and now you can go out and build this community and then you have a more bigger loving purpose to doing that it, you know what's weird it's like i i like i i never knew how to feel about this topic actually now that we well, now that we're talking about it um i used to have such a very staunch stance on this about you know quote unquote what you know this idea of what like rape culture is right um, cause people, there's, there's two sides to it, right? They're like, yeah. there's rape culture that exists, that it's not really talked of or heard about in the sense of, um, like men have this issue of accepting rape as an accept acceptable thing. And there's that rape culture where other people are like, it doesn't fucking exist. The people who do rape, they're scumbags and we wouldn't agree with them. Mm -hmm. But I guess like when, when that topic comes up, I feel like those two, the, both arguments are kind of missing each other. I feel like there's something missing in between about what they're saying, right? So yeah. I, 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 like I'm starting to think now that rape culture starts to mean a little bit more like these situations, right? I'm pretty sure that these fuckers know that rape is wrong, mm -hmm. right? But they still enact on this shit. And the, and the question is why? Like, why is it that these young women are going through these situations where, yeah, rape we know is wrong. But then there's like this weird blurred line when these guys do this stuff. Do they do they fucking know that they're raping somebody like is is that what's within their head? Like, do they understand yeah. that this is fucking rape? Like, do they get it right? Because I because there's this also the situation where I think about it when I was younger. Right. I haven't raped somebody. Just put it out there. But um there's there's two sides to the coin that I, I forgot where I read this, but it was somebody who wrote this this argument with their like there's two problems here, right? There's guys who don't know how to take no for a fucking answer. And they think that if they keep pushing their luck, that they'll be able to get inside somebody's pants and they're kind of preying on somebody who has the weak who doesn't have a strong willpower to say no. And then they feel like they're being taken advantage of because they're fucking forcing themselves on mm -hmm. them, right? And there's the other side of like 
well, if we're, if as a woman, cause she was a woman, she was like, as a woman, if we, if we, we have to start to learn how to say when no means no, it has to be no, because mm-hmm. we do this a lot of the times where we, we flirt a lot. And then when we say no, we actually mean yes. And then we get upset at men for not pursuing it. Even though it's like, you should have known that when I was doing this, no, 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 you should have gotten this. Yeah. So we can't have both sides here. So is it really no means no? Or is it read the fucking situation and be a fucking human being? Yeah. Right. So like I'm now I'm just like in the, I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's like, is there a rape culture? Like, is there? Cause at first I, I was, know. I don't know if it's, it's even a rape culture. I think it's a communication issue. It's a cute individually, a, right? Like a communication retardation or something. Especially, I don't know what the fuck is that shit, dude. And especially because I, I don't know, I don't want to say young people, but in most cases of this miscommunication, Guys and girls are just learning how to make sense of their themselves, their hormones, how to flirt, how to talk, how to be okay, you know. And I think the whole rape culture thing is about why why don't we teach them how to do that right? Yeah, like how to get consent, how to give consent, but none of that is spoken. That's that's a very good thing. I yeah. think that should be a huge education thing: how to give consent. And how to communicate it, right? So yeah. it's like give and take. There should, there, there has to be both. It can't just be like one person waits for you to be like, okay. It's like how to ask for it and how to give it. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there has to be some type of lesson here, because everybody seems to be missing that mark. In her case, it sounds like she was assaulted and raped by a fucking rapist. That's this is way different. I'm talking about yeah. situations where lines feel blurred, where there's sometimes exactly, you know, yeah. Like um, like the Louis C.K. situation, right? Yeah. Where there was two sides to that coin. There was one where Louis CK said, yo, or not just Louis, other people have said this too. I, I think it was, actually, I'm not going to quote that because I'm not sure. But what Louis was masturbating in front of a, a female comic, right? And before he did, he said, oh, I'm, can I masturbate in front of you? Right. And he yeah. asked her and I think she said yes. And he started masturbating. He wasn't blocking the door or anything else like that. And she had the power to leave. Yeah. But she chose not to. Mm-hmm. But and I think like the rape situation comes in when you hear it on a paper form, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it doesn't sound like rape, right? Well, rape might be a, an extreme thing. But I think what other people are saying on the other side is like, well, he knows how powerful of a human being he is. So him saying that wasn't really asking her for consent. It's more like, I'm going to do this shit and you're going to sit there and take it. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> you know. And that's where it gets blurred. That's man. where the blur, like, yeah. There's, there, I know there's an extreme group um, uh, of people out there that say, hey, you know, we should just start believing females no matter what. I, I think that's wrong because, and I've, and I've stated this before, where I know somebody who got killed because- uh, A girl lied? A girl fucking lied. Yeah. But yeah. they say, good, because so many women have died in the in the hands of men. That's terrible. So they're like, so eye for an eye. Um, so what? There's going to be casualties. Like, it's worth it if we could catch rapists, right? Mm-hmm. There's an ex- there's, there's extremes in both sides, right? Where there's like the other side is kind of like, yeah, this doesn't even exist. Like you shouldn't even talk about it because it doesn't even exist. So I'm just like, there's so many stupid fucking opinions. And I like to boil down things to simplicity because the more complicated you make something, the harder it is for people to get along, to have a society. For me, it's like just teach people in general how to communicate. Yeah, like, because even that situation with your friend where she was in a room where she's getting fucked by this guy and there's a bunch of dudes watching. It's like not one of those fucking guys were like, yo, what the fuck is going on? No, they're all scoundrels, dude. They were all like straight, like 
they're all like, well, not saying all oh, gang members are scoundrels, but you know, that culture is Yeah, different. they kind of get caught up in the, the, the fucking mob mentality yeah. of things. You know, it's just like, yo, what the, that's so fucking weird because like those type of people, it's like, maybe you guys are a bunch of rapists, but they wouldn't call themselves a rapist. You know, it's like, you guys were a part of something that was terrible and you said nothing about it and you watched it and you enjoyed it. Yeah. So you, so then that goes back to the argument of that maybe there is a fucking rape culture. I don't want to see my friend fuck his girlfriend. In That's fucking life. weird. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. But it's to paint a picture of the disgust that does exist in the world. So I'm not like having my eyes and ears shut. I know there are a lot of terrible things that exist, but at the end of the day, you know, here's the thing. Like, we do have a system of justice and all that. And to make sure, it might be kind of tough emotionally to go through this. But if you do go through something, you have to make sure that the guy's caught or the perpetrator's caught. It might be uncomfortable and it sucks that you have to be a double victim. Not only are you a victim of rape, but now you have to go through this yeah. whole probing system by the justice system. And no one believes you because everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, But also... Remember that it's not personal. It's to make sure that without a reasonable doubt, this person really committed committed the crime because there's there's there has been cases where, you know, in the past, there's people that lie because they want to get back at their ex-boyfriend or whatever. And it's ruined lives and careers, just like there's that football player. Oh, God, I feel so bad for that guy. And he cried because he did so much time. He missed his opportunity of a life and a career because that girl lied. So it's unfortunate that we do have rapists and we do have these fuckers that sometimes get away. But at the same time, I want justice to be served to the right person. Yeah. I don't want evil people, women or men, using and exploiting this and just fucking using it to their advantage because they know, hey, mm -hmm. they'll believe me. Why? Because I'm a girl or I'm a guy. They'll believe me just because of my gender. And I'll exploit this system and target the people like a witch hunt that I don't like. There really does have to be something done about like communication, education and this type of shit too. Because I think maybe even when I was younger, I probably was a little pushy and pressy about that shit. And yeah. I didn't know that I was probably making like women feel really uncomfortable. And what do they teach us to like, not they, but, but sometimes we hear these stories where it's like, Oh, you know, dad was really persistent. So, you know, I finally gave him a chance and we got on a date and then now we're married. Yeah. You know, like, like we hear persistence works, but what does that mean? That doesn't mean like unknowingly forcing. Like read the situation, you fucks. That means yeah. dedication. You showed that you cared a lot and you wanted that you were very important. And the woman found them felt important because of how much he pursued her. And so she's like, you know what? I'm gonna give him a chance. Let's get to know each other. Yeah, it's just people people kind of confuse the whole persistence thing with annoyingly asking exactly. nonstop. Because when I say be, when I was like persistent in getting Mariel, I also knew that we were flirting with each other a lot. Right. Like it wasn't out of where she was like, hey, I'm not really feeling you. And I'm like, yes, you are. I wasn't yeah. saying that shit. I was more yeah. like we were flirting. The moment we met each other, we were flirting and having fun and joking around. Yeah. In some cases, when people are, are telling you no, it's no right now. Yeah, but not not. In, I mean, you can make sexual advances when you're flirting, but it's got to be in good timing. Like if they yeah. tell you no right now, it might be yes later. I know it gets confusing, 
Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean like, yes, later, two hours later, yeah. you know, it, it means like, no, right now, just chill, man. Let's get to know each other. Okay. let's not make it about sex. Let's still get to know each other and talk about things that we like that we don't like and then walk closer to each other. And then you can flirt again, maybe testing the water sexually a little bit. If she reciprocates that back, good. Now she's ready to move forward. But Really, that's what it means to kind of like keep persistent or like keep going, you know, but you got to also read the situations. If she's like, no, I'm totally fucking uninterested in you. That's very different from like, no, I like you, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, let's chill. Like, Cause I know, stop moving so fast. Because I also know like when I when I was younger too, like there was a girl that I was with and I think after we broke up, like I, I still really, really cared about her. And then she was kind of like in this weird space of like, also when we were together, she was never good at like, her no's were never, I never knew, her no's were never no's, her yes were never yeses. It was a very confusing thing. And we used to get fights about that. It's yeah. like, I don't know what you're thinking. You got to let me know. And then her thing was like, well, you should know how I feel. So I. It's the, it's the age old guy versus yeah, girl and fight, I'm like, man. You know, so I just never knew, yeah. you know? And then I remember one time, like. It's like, got to go both ways though. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Then when we broke up, we were kind of like flirting off and on, off and on. And then we were hanging out and then, you know, I tried making out with her. And then she says like, no, I don't really want to. And I was like, I don't know if this is like, no, you don't want to, or you're like, cause I was already confused. And we fought about this multiple times because she's like, how come you don't pursue me even though I, and then, and then it's like, like, but you told me no. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck do you want from me? You know? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be persistent. And then I I remember afterwards she was like, you know, like we're broken up and you know, I'm not sure where we're at. So, you know, the other day, like when you, when I said no, like you still wanted to kiss me, I, I didn't like that. And I'm like, fuck like I, f- I fucked up like but then the other time i didn't and i got in trouble so yeah. it's like well what the fuck is going on and so i used to get i used to you know she and i when we ended it that was the biggest thing it's like i don't you we never communicate you never told me give me something yeah you know like tell me yes for sure tell me no for sure yeah and i'll follow what you fucking say yeah and i used to get so mad at her about that shit because it was like i was always i was always fucking up it's like well then what which one is it because well, that's you, because immature people think alone and they don't communicate yeah and they just want it easy so they just want you to do it and then you should know already because they're uncomfortable they can't come confront you yeah and it's like maybe you don't know what the fuck you want now because now i'm just like now i just look like a fucking asshole you know and i remember that shit used to stick with me because i felt like uh you felt like some rapist yeah i felt like a like a creep and i used to beat myself up about that shit but then you know later we had a conversation i was like do you think it was fair because we got cool i was like you think it was fair that you did that shit to me she goes nah i just didn't know what i wanted and i was like well thank you for saying it now but back then you made me feel like i was a creep dude like i like it's pretty damaging yeah it fucked me up like a little bit it wasn't that long because we're, we're we're good now but it's just like you know you don't know like thank god she apologized then or she kind of admitted that she didn't know what she wanted and she kind of because she didn't do that i, I feel like i still be fucked up to this day about it because yeah, i would feel like an asshole your self-esteem for sure yeah. it did like when she said like yeah i didn't know what i want it, it gave me that validation where i was like okay fuck I, yeah. i'm not this fucking sleaze ball you know so it's just that communication thing is hard but you know just to go back to you young lady i think first off uh number one don't Get that, get that rhetoric of like blaming yourself out of your fucking mouth. Like, stop that shit. Like, you, you didn't do anything wrong. 
you like like Joe said too, like you're 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 basically defending the person who fucked you up, like yeah. the, the evildoer. Why even do that? Why give them that satisfaction? You have every right to kind of change your destiny, even though it feels like everything's out of control. I just want you to know that it's possible and that it's there. And there's a community of women out there that have gone through what you've gone through and they made it out the other end. So Yeah. Reach out to people that understand. Yeah. I know it sucks that you can't count on people that are close to you and people that you want to be that you want them to understand because you love them and they're supposed to be your family and friends. But in reality, they're not professional therapists. They're not ready to deal with this trauma. Not a lot of people will know exactly what to say to make you feel better. Yeah. And sometimes to find that comfort, you want to talk to people that's been through what you've been through. Yeah. And also um, when you make things, the way that you can empower yourself, like, like, like real quick, to 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 mention again is to rise up from being a victim to hero is when you take matters into your own hand and you're like this society has to change and i have and i have every power to change it and the first way you you do that is to connect with people that went through what you did and you try to help them when you become a position of power where you're helping someone else and you see that they're relying on you you start to build confidence. It's like being a tutor, right? You might not think that you know the subject really well, but if you help guide someone and mentor someone who's younger than you, you start to go, oh, I do know this pretty well. And you know what? I'm impacting this person's life because I helped them out. So um, a lot of those things um, can probably help you build back your confidence. And another thing is, girl, you are not worthless just because you don't let this define who you are. Like we go through things but it's the memory that brings us down. You're not in this threat anymore. But what what it what it's happening is with trauma, trauma tends to make us relive the past. But in reality, you got to be able to snap out of it. And the way you snap out of it is try to ground yourself when you're breathing and looking. So sometimes when you're in your head, you're not looking at what's happening in the world right now. You're in the past. And what happens is your body reacts as if it's going through that trauma mm. over and over. The goal for us when we're dealing with trauma and when we're dealing with these with with, his, with things that are I call like like um in going down that that rabbit hole cycle, right? You kind of go in this cycle and you become stuck in a loop. Any type of traumatic moment. We we get in our mind. We get into that, oh, okay, so I went through that night. And then you start debating, what if I did this? Oh, if only I didn't do this thing. Or what if, and then you start chasing this imagination and we all do this, right? And then before you know it, an hour or two just passed and you were lost in your memory. You were lost. You were present. You were awake, but you went to sleep and you went through a physical nightmare and a mental nightmare. And a lot of people do this. How do you control that? You got to break out of it by catching yourself. And it's almost addicting because you want to go through that intense feeling. Not that you really want to, but somehow we're wired to like going through these extreme emotions, even though it's painful. And that's what a lot of therapy and a lot of different things is about is to snap you out of that, to figure out how to retell that story. And to um, and there's a lot of methods to do that. Maybe your therapist didn't work out for you, but in summary, if you can if you can figure out how to snap out of that, 
then what you can do is start controlling what you tell yourself about what happened. I think that's the goal. Right now, you're you don't have a story yet. You you have a, a one story, and you keep having a lot of uncertainty of what you should tell yourself. That's why you're asking of how should I feel about it? Will I ever overcome it? What whatever whatever whatever. All I can say is whether you you think you can overcome it or if you think you can't overcome it, both of it is right. Because it starts from you saying, I believe I can overcome it. Or if you say, I believe I can't overcome it. They're both true. It first has to start with you making the decision and saying, I can overcome this. And then you start taking that path. If you choose to say, I can't overcome this, that's true too. So whatever you want to happen, you have to make that decision and start taking that route because at the end of the day, every single experience from every indi- individual, it all starts from that commitment of, yes, I can overcome it. And then you go for it. Yeah. Well, I hope that helped you out. Well, this is going to wrap up this episode of the Genius Brain podcast. Little giggles in there, but a very serious subject at the same time. Remember, we're just here to be with you on your commute. If you guys have been through something like this or you have your own two cents to add on the YouTube, you could write in the comments below and there's other apps that you could do that as well. If you're on iTunes, give us that five star, keep it interactive, share it with other people and see if this could help you out as well. A lot of people need that loving help in hand that when they feel like they don't have a community and we hope the Genius Brain community can help other people out as well. We will see you all next time. Bye. Peace.